On this episode of Resi Week, we look back at the hottest stories of 2019, including ring security issues, Control 4 acquires Neo, then merges with SnapAV, and the middle market gap at CD Expo 2019. All this and more on this special episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week episode 203, 2019 in review. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Welcome to this special episode of Resi Week. I'm your host, Matthew Scott for avnation.tv. And today we are going to be putting together a uh, collaboration of the biggest stories of this past year. This year was marked by a lot of companies coming together and joining forces, as well as, of course, many innovations being shown off at some of the greatest trade shows in the industry, specifically ISC, Infocom, and Cedia Expo. But it was not a year without fault. Back in January, it was reported that Ring had been violating its customers' privacy, giving engineers and executives access to live camera feeds of the customers' doorbells. While this was certainly not a good look for Amazon or Ring, it did open up a great conversation about security and privacy surrounding smart home solutions. On Resi Week episode 154, Abby Rosenthal starts off by talking about the importance of trust between company and consumer and what will happen if that trust is broken. A company only has one chance at gaining the trust of their consumers. Once that trust is given up, or that trust is broached, it's very hard to get back. You look at what happened with Target, it has taken them years to get over the fact that they had some credit cards stolen. And I think that companies really have to be sensitive to the fact that if they broach that trust with those consumers, there are huge ramifications. And so, you know, I'm always guiding my clients to, to err on the side of openness, to change their EULAs not to be legalese, to fill them out in a, in a, and present them in a very simple way so the consumer understands completely what they're signing off on. And, you know, to Jason's point, yeah, it takes the, uh, another sign-off to get to the police or another sign-off to release it, but most consumers don't even realize that because they just check the box and they move on. And I think it's something that, that for education is happening right now in the industry. Um, data, is, is, the data is the next great frontier that we have to deal with in privacy. Who owns it? Who keeps it? If you look at what goes on in the healthcare industry, it's all about, you know, nobody can talk to anybody, right? So the pendulum swings the other way. But I think companies have to look at their, their policies and procedures very carefully because if they give up that trust with that consumer, let's face it, there's a hundred of the companies out there making doorbell cameras. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon doesn't make the only one. Ring doesn't make the only one. There's yeah, something yeah. for the consumer to go if they <laughs> feel more comfortable. And so they've got to make sure that they're making the consumers, you know, feel comfortable with their decision. So, so let me ask all three of you this, and a- anyone can chime in. What is our responsibility as professionals within this residential home technology base? What is our responsibility in selling these, advising our clients on these products? Education. In my opinion, it's education. It's, it's helping your consumer understand your customer, understand what they're signing off on and what the ramifications of it are. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, education's huge. And I think a lot of the things is, you know, we're all thinking about doorbell as, a, you know, or the ring doorbell, but I'm sure this includes all the Nest cams that are set up within when homes. And, and I mean, that 
that education is probably not even out there, to be honest. So, um, yeah, that's huge. Very and remember, good. as high-end integrators, we're the consultant to the installation, right? We're the consultant. We're the expert. And so it's our responsibility to make sure that our customers feel comfortable with their decisions. Moving on, it was announced back in February, too much ado, that Control 4 had acquired the Switzerland startup, Neo. They are the makers of the same Neo smart remote. Now, this is the darling of uh, Kickstarter that got many people all excited, uh, as well as uh, getting their hands on it. But being a Kickstarter device, there was obviously some problems. Luckily, with Control 4 acquiring it, we... Uh, know that good things were in the works. Unfortunately, we did not get a formal product uh, reveal from them until a couple of months later, but it didn't stop us from talking to Corden Vaughn and Margie Duffy uh, about what Control 4 has in store for Neo back on episode 158. It, that's been a big question for me throughout all of this is how do you, you know, bring two cultures together? I mean, the, the, uh, the Neo team is, is based in Switzerland. And, and so, you know, Swiss culture uh, compared to culture of Salt Lake City. Um, uh, but we, um, honestly, it's been, it's been a delightful experience working with the, the Neo team. They have um, an efficiency and, uh, and a, like a craftsmanship um, to the organization of their company. Um, you know, it's, it's like how, the beauty of a Swiss watch, they've done that with, with, their, with their team in how their software teams run, how their hardware teams run, how they're testing, how they're manufacturing. Um, that it has just been, um, it's been really easy to plug our, um, our products into, into, their, um, into their efficient kind of channel of, of creating things. Um, and it's, it's, it's been a delight. I've, I've actually, um, I'm spending the month in Switzerland with the team. Um, I'll be spending more time here. And so as we, um, part of it is just kind of cross-cultural pollination of bringing everything from control four, uh, that's good to, um, to Neo and bring everything that's good of Neo to control four. It's, it's actually, it's a beautiful partnership. Very cool. Uh, Carton, this is, this product has enamored or, or, or been something that, that people have been very enamored with for a long time. It's gotten write-ups in national press. It's been something that even within the CI community, even though it wasn't really built for us, we've kind of fawned over it a lot. How do you, you know, get C4 customers to really understand, you know, where we're going to go with this and, and where how quickly they're going to see something knowing that they're not just going to get a brand new remote that looks like the current one with a C4 stamp on it tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, good, good question. The, the, the challenge with this particular acquisition is that be, because of uh, the, the fact that we're a publicly held company, this acquisition is considered a material um, acquisition for the company. We had a bit of a challenge in that we needed to announce the acquisition of the company before we had a product that we could share with customers, which kind of goes against our overall um, just approach to talking about products with our customers. When we're going to introduce something new, we don't talk about it months or years ahead of time. We, we talk about it the day you can buy it. And uh, in this situation, the team has been working together for a little while. 
but we needed to go ahead and make the announcement that we had acquired the company before all of the development work is done. Um, we're not going to say at this point when the new product will be available, but the team is working um, t together and, and I think working together very well in delivering something that our customers are going to love and we'll get it out there as quickly as we can. That's, that's probably as much as I can, can really say. Um, we expect that there'll be more news later this year about that and uh, stay tuned. And, until then, um, you know, know that we have a, a great larger team working on great interaction devices. And uh, obviously our current product line is available and selling extremely well. We hope people will try it. So you're not going to announce something new right now? Uh, I, I'm not. Speaking of Control 4, arguably the biggest story of the year was the massive $680 million merger between SnapAV and Control 4 back in May. SnapAV had been on such a uh, fairly large spending spree in the last year, acquiring distributors like Allnet, Volutone, MRI, and Custom Plus, but this was a bit of a different beast entirely. In Resi Week 171, Joe Whitaker starts off talking about how this merger would affect both Control 4 and SnapAV, as well as the industry at large. So, so I'm not going to try to forecast or foreshadow or foresnap or any of those other things that you could possibly do. Um, but, you know, initially, I, I obviously had some shock. Um, uh, timing is everything on things like this. And for dealers and reps and, and all of that to see that right before um, they announce a, a See For Yourself event and other things going on, it freaked a lot of people out. Um, but, but on the business side, they put out enough information that makes you not as scared or, or, or not as panicky. You know, they, they have put out there that, you know, at no time during the merger, are they going to move all operations to North Carolina? They'll operate in Salt Lake and over, over there. Um, I look at it more of logistical. You know, I look for faster speed to market, better logistics, larger development budget, all of the things that should make um, an integrator such as myself a little warm and fuzzy. Uh, you know, you have that, you're looking at two of the fastest moving, most innovative, and more, most integrator, integrator friendly companies in the world coming together. Um, it is scary when you think about it. Is is it's almost like creating a, a basis where no one else can compete. But in the end, I honestly do think um, it will be a good thing because now Control Four will be privately owned again. Um, you know, great management, keeping certain people on either as staff or moving them over to the board of directors for Control Four. Um, and some of the info that I have seen says that they're not going to change branding. So that's kind of a, I'm hedging my bets there because I've spent a lot of money on control for branding. So please don't, <laughs> don't make me throw away my good hard earned dollars. Um, overall, so far, I think it will end up being a very good thing. Very good. Now keep in mind, of course, that if I didn't mention a prior, Previously, this is all subject to the satisfactionary uh, customary closing conditions that happen with shareholders and all that other drama. But 
uh, I don't think anyone really expects this not to go through. Mark, when you look at this, and 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 let's let's give some quick disclosure. Joe, obviously, as he mentioned, is a Control Four dealer. So is Mark. Um, Mark, when when you look at this, Joe kind of hit a, a point that I kind of want to pull the thread on for a second. If you happen to be on a forum or mm-hmm. on social media on you know Thursday morning, whole oh, monkey, it was. Oh it was as if a meteor hit the control for earth. The, the dealer uh, group on Facebook was lit up with everything. So given what Joe said, given that it, we've now had a couple of days for this to kind of sit and, and, and mellow, if you will, as a, as a dealer, how do you see this affecting you in the future? What do you expect to see? Do you expect anything to change? Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, on the forums and the, the, the dealer forums for Control 4, the Facebook groups, it, it was really two, there were two camps. There were two extremes. There was really nothing in the middle. It was, this is awesome. You know, I'm an Arachnus guy and Snap and Arachnus is not going to work with Control 4. I'm not going to be forced to the package and I'm going to get it in two days and it's going to be awesome. And I love these two companies. Or it was the world is ending. Oh my God, every time Dick and Harry is going to be selling Control 4 and the brand is ruined. So um, I am of the former camp. Um, I am really excited about this merger. I am also a big Snap AV dealer. I think, you know, like my three largest brands are Snap AV, Control 4, and Sonos. I was hoping for this for a while. I kind of once, after the package acquisition, I was a little leery of it ever happening. And then when the triad acquisition happened, I was like, ah, this is never going to work. And I was concerned Snap was going to snap up Savant. So I'm very happy this happened. Um, I'm really excited that I know Arachnus is going to be well integrated with control for. Um, so I, I think this is a good thing. I think for, you know, for anyone who's currently a dealer of both, you're going to get the one-stop shopping. You're going to have everything to you in two days. It's going to be free shipping. It's going to be much easier to shop. I mean, as good as control Four's website is, I think snaps is much better. Um, you know, the, the tech support from both companies was always fantastic. You know, they're going to have, they have to figure out how to merge some of these brands. Um, you know, what's going to happen to pack edge and what happens to pack edge? I don't think is as concerning. It's what happens to backpack. Cause a lot of dealers have, I'm betting it's gone. Just like I hear you. <laughs> I know. And it's awful because dealers have built an RMR platform off of this and they've deployed it to all these clients homes. And now they won't be able to, their RMR models will be blown up. Um, but they just need to transition. Right. That's what I'm hoping they do is they transition it into Oversee and Oversee can manage package switches and, and, and PDUs and you just throw a pack, uh, an Oversee hub in for a hundred bucks and you're good to go. So that's my hope is that they, they do something like that. Our final segment comes from Rosie Week 189, talking about CD Expo 2019. Our good friend Heather Sidorowitz starts off talking about the growing divide between luxury class solutions and entry-level smart home products being showcased at trade shows such as CDO. We go to these shows and, and even us nerdy techie people want to be wowed. So of course they have to bring out their big guns because that's what gets you to walk into their booth, right? You walk into the booth and of course I'll tell you every single person up there is like going to get two inches away. They're going to look around the edge. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we, we're gonna, you know, how many pixels can we see? Um, and then we're going to pull back. And then, you know, after you, you know, chuckle with the person next to you, then for some reason we all feel like we have to take a video to show it on Facebook, even though you can't see it as good and amazing, then you're going to turn around and look at the rest of the product, right? So it's a grabbing 
um, way to get you out there. And this happens at all the shows. CES, if you, when you go, Infocom, they have the coolest video wall stuff you've ever seen. So they, they, they need a reason for you to get out there. And of course, just by off chance, if someone comes up to you and says that they want one of these crazy things, you're going to say, I've seen that somewhere. You'll find it and figure it out. I mean, it's, it is possible, maybe a once in a lifetime, maybe I, I, unless you ask anyone in the lines, then they'll tell you they only sell multi-million dollar systems. Yes. I remember hearing that year after year when I first started going, what do you do? I sell multi-million dollar systems. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Very good for you. Very good for you. It sounds like we're being a little sarcastic and we are. Uh, Tony, let me come back to you on this. Um, you know, John covers the highlights, but there was a lot of um, really innovative products that were, that were on the market and, and, and exhibiting at the show. I know uh, a good friend of ours, uh, Hamish from Hero Labs, won like a CE Pro in a, something award, innovation award for a, uh, a new product that they're bringing to market. That's again, smart DIY, smart, uh, smart home stuff. Um, we saw an, in, uh, or I saw an intelligent, uh, IntelliThings um, Bluetooth tracker that's like $69. Was there a, a growing divide between ultra high end luxury and entry level smart home? Or is that, it was the show floor reflective of the industry in that sense? I think it's it's the categories. So, you know, the home theater stuff tends to be more expensive than than the smart home equipment. You know, you, you're right. It's a simple Bluetooth device. It's the IntelliThings that tells you when you by your phone when you walk into a room. It's all very cool. You know, they had a there was a security camera that you you screw into a light bulb fixture, and that's how you get your your power out of it. And then the security pavilion, that's all very cool stuff. But when you think about what the what the screens are doing what your home theaters are doing it's it's a much more of a, an experiential thing a much deeper experience right that then having you know walking into a room and knowing that it's you and putting on the music you like or setting the lights the way you like it just the uh, you know the, the the av part the the sound the, the the video quality it's it's you expect a higher quality right a higher level of performance than you're getting from the simpler devices so i, I think it goes by product category you know, I think, uh, and even within that, I mean, you know, the LG and the Sony were the, uh, he leads off with that because John was actually going through his day and they both those had press conferences early in the morning and, and they did, they showed their big thing and then they leaned over and said, oh, he's a $4,000 TV too. So, but what do you remember? You remember that gorgeous, mm -hmm. you know, $30,000 8K OLED screen and. Thanks again for a great year uh, this year. We had a, a lot of topics that we covered. We had a lot of great shows and we had a lot of get great guests. But if you'd like to check out the complete uh, episodes and the full stories that were covered in each of these shows, the links will be posted on our website. Thanks again for joining us throughout the entire year. If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Matt D. Scott on Twitter and pretty much every other social platform. But more importantly, please visit avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.